0: Praise God, praise God, directing your attention to two or three portions of scripture, Genesis chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 5, Revelation 19, praise God, thank you so many of you sweet people that have prayed for me, I'm doing a lot better, and I'm very happy for that, thank you Jesus. Uh, Genesis 2, verse 20, Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a help meat for him. The Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman... And brought her unto Adam Adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man uh, excuse me Genesis 24 sorry Genesis 24 Abraham was old and well stricken in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. I'll make thee to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of the earth. Thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But Thou shalt go unto my country and my kindred and take a wife unto my son. Servants said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must thou needs bring thy son again to the land whence thou camest? Abraham said unto him, Beware, that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, the land of my kindred, spake unto me and swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee. Thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 24, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Verse 31 For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, shall be joined unto his wife, they two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. One last scripture Revelation 19, verse 6 And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude. And as the voice of many waters is the voice of mighty thundering saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Paul says to the church, but this is a great mystery, but I write concerning Christ and the church. It's not marriage. Marriage is not a mystery. It's the mystery of Christ and the church, and uh, I want to talk to you for a little while tonight on the, the bride is a miracle. The bride is a miracle. Jesus said to the Jews that believed on him. If you continue in my word. Then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Now listen very carefully before you see it. Then said Jesus to the Jews that believed on him. I have a higher level than a believer. If you continue in my word expanding truth then I will take you from the level of a believer to a disciple and then ye shall know the truth and the truth shall liberate you emancipate you or make you free it is possible to be a believer and be bound it is the ever expanding knowledge and truth of God that liberates us from one level to another i want us to go beyond the level of the believer and the disciple and be the bride bless the ministry of the word and help me do a good job in a little bit of time in jesus name i pray and everybody said amen Amen. god bless you and you may be seated hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I preach the truth, somebody's going to get free. Said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But truth is more than written word. Truth is a person. There's lots of people who think they know the written book, but don't know the author. Consider with me for just a moment as I introduce my subject about the bride. In the Bible, there are many brides that are mentioned. Some are types, some are pictures, some are prophetic. Eve, Rebecca, Rachel, Ruth, Abigail, Asenath, all pictures of christ and the church the church is the bride now if you don't want to be in the bride what i got to say won't interest you but eve has never been considered a type of the church I'm, I'm trying to see if I got anybody listening. Eve is a type of the church. I'm trying to see if I can get you to listen. Eve, Rachel, Rebecca, Asenath, Abigail, types of church. Only one that I know of in the Bible who's a bride is not a type of the church. That's Sarah. Sarah is a type of Israel. Because Sarah was married to Abraham. And Israel produced Christ. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to have a long journey. (laughs) Brides. Man, what a great day it is for a girl when she's going to go into a new lifestyle, a new future, a new role. It's a wonderful moment for a gal when she becomes a bride. Eve speaks to us of the bride of Christ. But it's a strange thing that in the Bible... The bride doesn't take center stage. It's the marriage of the Lamb. In human terms, the bride is always number one. In spiritual terms, Jesus Christ is number one. Revelation 19 says, let me show you the marriage of the Lamb. For the marriage of the Lamb has come. Because if the Lamb doesn't have his day, the bride doesn't have her wedding. Oh, boy. I want to show you something, because this is very powerful. About the bride. Do you realize that if you are in the church, you are the bride? But there's a spirit in the generation that we're living in that wants to make church blasé and mundane and mediocre and natural and normal. I'm here to tell you there's nothing natural and there's nothing normal about being in the bride of Jesus Christ. It's as supernatural as God himself is. I don't want to be unkind, but I do want to be truthful. I am against easy believism. I'm against mental assent. I'm against just saying, I believe in God. You have not said much. Have you had a Holy Ghost experience? Have you had the supernatural move into your body? Do you know what it is to have a love relationship with the bridegroom? That's what this is all about. It's not about, I believe in Jesus. When I think of our Lord that left the glory world and came down to this planet to pay the highest price that could ever be paid, his own life, which was in his blood. He shed his blood for us. How can we dare just let church be a bore and church be mundane and church be mediocre? When I think of what he's done for me, when I think of where he came from, when I think of the distance that he came to, My soul cries out. Hallelujah. But let me just pose a question to you that are the thinkers. Some of you theologians that seem to have all the answers. Tell, oh, imbecilic me, how far is it from deity to dust? How far is it? From deity to an angel. What is the distance between the king and a seraphim? And yet he came to get himself a bride and was made lower than angels. But you can't get excited unless the guitar is thumping. At least somebody gets on your little clothesline candy stick. But when I think of how far he came, the Bible said the day star from on high has visited us. We have been paid a visit by a divine being so far. I, I kind of like to pull this service together right now. I realize it's hard for Pentecostals to think and shout. <laughs> let, let me get out of the spiritual realm. Let's go, to the, let's go to the natural realm. How far is the distance from a dog to a frog? Now laugh all you want to, that means you ain't got the answer. What is the distance from a cat? To a snail. And the scripture calls us. A worm. And you can't measure the distance from deity to an angel. Nobody's got the tape measure. Don't know how far it is. And God says, I'm looking for a girlfriend. I'm going to make me a bride. And I'm willing to go from the throne to wormhood. I'm going to try it again. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me my soul cries out oh hallelujah thank God for coming that far from me I don't think we can fathom how far he came and it doesn't matter how far down we are he can still reach down as far as anybody is and bring us back up to the level he's at just just bear with me just a minute i'll get to my sermon according to romans five fourteen, adam is the figure of him that was to come that means adam looked like jesus jesus was the blueprint adam was the shadow When the scripture says God was made in the image, man was made in the image of God, that means he was a shadow or a reflection or an image of God. Now, while it gave you an outline, it does not give you full disclosure. So when you look at man, you see the image of God, but much of him is hidden. Just like my shadow can never explain me. And people have a hard time getting a hold of God because ever since Adam fell, man hasn't had any image to portray. The shadow's been messed up. Jesus said in John 5, 39 and 40, search the scriptures, for them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. What he was saying was, listen boys, I'm in all the books, but I'm always hiding in the, in the photograph. He showed up as this, he showed up as that, but you see in the early days, light was diminished. So all you saw was shadow. You're not hearing me. Go out in your driveway at 9 o'clock in the morning. And when the sun's coming up out of the east, I think it still comes up out of the east. Your shadow goes across the lawn about 35 feet. Now you can honestly say, that'd be me. But if all they have to look at is a shadow, they can't tell a lot about you watch me but when the sun gets a little higher at 10 30 the shadow gets shorter and more definable when you go out at eleven twenty, the shadow is very short and you can tell just about how tall the man is you go out at 12 noon you have no shadow you have all substance in the fullness of time. God brought forth his son, made under the law, made of a woman. He said, you've been studying the shadows, but I am the substance. He that's seen me has seen the Father. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? You can admire this pulpit. But don't tell me you know the carpenter that built it. You pick up a watch on the beach. You may assume there's a watchmaker. But don't write a dissertation about the watchmaker. You got people that study the book. Don't know nothing about the author. I'm trying. I'm trying to get to my sermon. Okay, I'm going to have Brother Anthony read for me. In Genesis chapter two, and about verse uh, eighteen, I think and it is. Lord God said, "Yes, it is not good that the man should be alone. It's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a meet for him. Right. And he brings up all these animals, and the animals don't cut it. That's about what it said, didn't it? Save us a little time, because I got a long journey here. Read." He said he brought the animals and he named them what they should and be out named. of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field. And Notice every... the key. Out of the ground. The bridegroom doesn't want something just from dirt. I'm sorry to make you think on Thursday. Read. The beast of the field and every fowl of the air right and brought them unto Adam to see what he would what call calling, really. whatever he and called them that's what they were called every living creature that was the name that's there what of. they were big deal and Adam gave names to all cattle and the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field right but for Adam there was not found to help me for him nope and the Lord God called you know why he me. wasn't found to help meat? Adam's more than dirt Adam is spirit that lives in a dirt box. You're not just flesh, you're spirit. You're made in the image of your father. You just live in a clay house. You can't just believe in Jesus. You got to have something beyond just mental acceptance. That's why religion doesn't work. You're right, Sister Ruby, Pentecost, Pentecost. What is that that I feel? It's Pentecost. I'm going to shake this thing until my tongue falls out. I need you to get to understand what I'm saying. You're not some stupid nothing. You're not some imbecilic something. You're not some legal bondage something. You're the bride. The bride is supernatural. The bride is fantastic. The bride is the treasure of the earth. Oh, oh. And the Lord God called to sleep. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Anybody besides me ever get a little ticked off at people when they talk to you and they ask you what you are, and you either say you're a Christian or you're a preacher, and they go, Oh. They was hoping maybe you'd be a whoremonger or a drunk or a drug pusher, a real class act. We got a world that's trying to make us ashamed of what we are we're living in the generation that even so-called christian church people are trying to make pentecostal apostolics ashamed about righteousness and separation and holiness and modesty and morality i'm not ashamed the bride is made supernaturally I used to be a liar, I used to be a drunk, I used to be immoral, I used to be in jail, but he found me, he brought me out, he turned me around. I'm not ashamed, I'm not embarrassed. And I'm not gonna let liberal people try to tell me I'm a legalist. I'm not a legalist. Give me seated just a second. Let me just help you for a second, would you? We're getting our brains beat out across this world by a bunch of nincompoops. Don't believe fat meets crazy. Well, if you, if you, have, you guys believe you can't go here and you can't go there and you don't look this way and you don't look, he's you're, you're trying to. Add something to your salvation. Tain't so. Listen to me. None of the things that we abstain from, we refrain from, or we involve ourselves with or against have nothing to do with us getting saved. Many of the things that we practice, that we respond to or restrain from are avenues of thanksgiving and conduct, complying to God's commandment, be a separate, be a holy, be a pure, be a clean, be Christ-like, be Christ-minded. We are epistles seen and read of all men. We are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. We ought to stand up and be counted. We ought to be thankful that we've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Don't let anybody embarrass you. Woo. I really wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. I've died out the sin. I've been born again. I'm heading for the city. He's coming back for me. I'm not ashamed. That's exactly right. The bishop said it just right, You and me see it. The reason why we practice certain things and don't do other things is so that we could bring pleasure to God. It has nothing to do with earning approval. We are already accepted in the beloved. Ephesians 1 and seven. He accepted us way back before this world was ever anything. Jesus Christ already died in the mind of God. You were already accepted in the mind of God. The rapture already took place in the mind of God. Please hear me. Conduct is important. It is the area that we honor or dishonor our parents. Now wait a minute. Conduct ain't got nothing to do with whether I'm my mom and dad's kid or not. I'd be their kid whether I lie and steal and honky tonk and rob and shoot tobacco and shoot heroin. I'm still their kid. Now I'm going to pay the penalty for my conduct if I don't get it straightened out. But I'm still their kid. But when I have impure thoughts and I have critical attitude and I gripe and complain and sow discord and don't like a bunch of stuff, I am dishonoring my dad. I'm going to say this. Tomorrow night's my last night. I'm going to say it so you hear me real good, real plain. Every one of these gentlemen who have gone the way of new liberty, I have talked with many questing to know tell me in your new land of liberty which usually includes nudity tell me the new truth that our father has showed you tell me of your increased dedication and consecration and the elongating of your prayer life and the spirit of illumination and revelation that has come to you now that you're laying out there doing your Capitone Christianity. Not one person has come back to me and said, God showed me something. God's talked to me. God's given me a new prayer life. Friend, why don't we own up to it? Your flesh doesn't want to do right. The flesh is enmity with God. The flesh will always be enmity with God. It's not subject to God. Neither indeed can be. I'm not trying to be unkind. But somebody needs to stand up and tell us we're not in bondage. We're not in legalism. We're not a bunch of idiots. We're the bride. things i do for patty arnold i don't do for patty to be married i'm already married to that fine looking woman i'm already getting all the kissing and loving i need i'm not abstaining from something to be married i'm abstaining to be happily married I'm going to tell you something. I'm happy the way I live. I'm very comfortable the way I am. There's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. I'm happy being Pentecostal. be unkind no, you're not. but I'm talking about my wife and my daughter and me feeling sometimes like we're all alone in a sea of so-called believers well, I believe in Jesus well you're pretty stupid if you don't I wouldn't brag even the devil believe in Jesus now what else you gotta say Well, I believe Jesus died on Calvary. So's the devil. He was right there. But do you believe he broke the hinges off hell's doors? Do you believe he came out of the grave with death, hell, and the keys, and victory at his disposal? Do you believe that he wants to fill you with his spirit, not just write some stuff in your head? I'm about the bride? I'm the bride. Ain't never been an ugly bride. I don't care if she's got buck teeth and three feet.. A smart father will put a long dress on her i'm gonna tell you what we got a daddy that'll put a long robe of righteousness on a whole bunch of stuff that's wrong with us and he'll keep working with us and keep working with us until he can correct the flaws but he loves us in spite of the flaws oh glory well i'm sorry to take so much of your time God have mercy. I I want you to read for me now, Brother Anthony Mangan. If you would, I'm sorry to have interrupted you so rudely. And Adam gave names to all the cattle. Right. The fa- that, we already got that. didn't work. Okay. Uh, and the, okay, then let's go over here to this other no, one. No, go, so. go to the next verse. Oh, well, I left there. You told me that didn't work. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Wait a minute. Adam is the bridegroom. But there ain't no bride till Adam sleeps. Adam is the figure of him that wants to come. What happened to Adam, happens to Jesus. God is going to give Adam a bride, but he can't give Adam a bride unless Adam in type dies. But I know one who didn't do it in type. He did it in actuality. He hung on Calvary and said, it is finished. That's great. And out of that sacrifice, behold the bride. Bear, bear with me now just a minute. I'm going to make you think. Now you won't be able to jump. I'll make you think. And God, listen to me, and God caused Adam to go to sleep. Don't ever think the Jews or Rome bumped off Jesus. Jesus said, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down. I got power to pick it back up. This commandment I received of my father. Nobody killed Jesus. It was the destiny of the father, eternal plan, that the man, Jesus, would be killed isaiah 53 said that god smote jesus he laid upon him the iniquities of us all he smitten him god did it now pay close attention and god caused a deep sleep to fall on adam and he took one of his ribs now wait a minute in order to take a rib you got to open them up I know somebody hanging on a cross. They opened up. When you open something up, you have blood flowing. The only way you're gonna have a bride is you gotta have blood shed and you gotta have the spirit work. Show it to you. I'll prove it to you. Said, and he caused him to go to sleep. He reached in and took a rib. Go ahead. And closed up the flesh instead thereof. Wait a minute. Adam and Jesus both have a scar. The price tag of a bride. Right. Because God doesn't want to give the f- fabulous bridegroom just another piece of dirt. He wants the bridegroom to have a bride made of the same substance through sacrifice. Read. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man. He took it from him. Made he a woman. Now wait a minute. He made he a woman. Wait a minute. The bride is made divinely. It ain't got nothing to do with you what you do and what you don't do. God makes the bride. Yep. Yeah. But wait a minute. Now hold it. As he made Eve from the substance of Adam. So he makes the church from the substance of Christ. He took three things out of Christ. He took blood. He took water, and he took spirit. Oh, read for me just a little further, Rev. Made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Now, wait a minute. If God makes the bride then the bride's not natural. Right. The bride is supernatural. The bride is divine design. The bride flows from the architect of the universe. We may call ourselves the United Pentecostal Church, but we are much greater than that. That's just our stationary. We're the bride. Oh God. I'm sorry to take so long. It says, and the Lord made a woman. He made a bride for Adam. And brought her Bam. unto the man. Whew. Now, the bride, in order to be the bride, has to have a supernatural operation. That's why this believe in Jesus stuff won't get it. And I'm not trying to be unkind to people who say, I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. Great. Now let's go on. Scripture says that blood was shed and God formed the bride. In order for the bride to be formed, the spirit must be involved. We have a generation of thousands and thousands of churches that do not believe in the Spirit being involved. But God formed the bride, watch, after the blood was shed. Not when. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Nobody was ever born again at Calvary. The blood only makes atonement. The blood redeems. The blood does not rebirth. It takes the spirit to rebirth. That's why when we preach repentance and Jesus' name, baptism, and the Holy Ghost talking in tongues, we are right. Would you read for me brother anthony acts 20 and 28 never my house quote. therefore take heed unto yourselves and to the church over which which the holy ghost Ghost has made you overseers overseers, to to feed feed the church of god which he hath purchased with his own blood wait a minute god is spirit he ain't got blood God is spirit. He doesn't have blood. But the scripture says, after the resurrection, when Jesus floats through the walls and says, handle me. I'm not a spirit like you think. Watch what he says. I'm flesh and bone strange terminology flesh and bone we would say i'm only flesh and blood why does jesus say i'm flesh and bone because he ain't got no blood where's the blood he bought a church on calvary jesus is god manifest in the flesh why we have the incarnation God needed a body that could bleed because the blood redeems am I making sense all right read for me in Romans 5 verse 6 if you would Reverend Anthony I'm almost finished with part one for when we were yet without strength in due time Christ died for the ungodly God he died for the ungodly for scarcely for a righteous man will one die that included all of us the ungodly yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die but God commanded his love to us that while we were yet sinners Christ Christ died died for for us much more than being Now, now justified by his blood wait a minute you're justified by the blood that's all That is a legal transact action and a legal position justified. That's all the blood can do. Oh, I'm making you preachers nervous. Justified by the blood. Read, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Ah, uh, him ain't blood. Him be spirit. I'm going to try one more time. Read again. Next verse. Okay. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Wait a minute. You're reconciled by his dying. Not reborn. Don't let any preacher tell you, go to Calvary, and that's all it takes. No, no. Blood is at Calvary. Spirit's at Pentecost. There ain't no spirit at Calvary. The spirit is at Pentecost. Woo. You see, the debt is taken care of by the blood, but the divine nature is given to us by the spirit. One more time, and I'll try to finish. Said, you reconciled are recon- reconciled by the death of his son, but much more. Much more. Being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. His life is not flesh, his life is spirit. He said, my words are spirit, and they are life. A man's words are the same as himself. God is spirit, and they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. I'm trying to help you to understand that you cannot build a condominium at Calvary. You can only go there to get justified, to get redeemed, to get bought back. Once you have the debt taken care of and the justice and the wrath of God settled, now you go to the upper room where the spirit now saves you. Okay, oh, God. I was praying, Reverend Bishop Tenney. I was praying in my office at home. And while I was praying, the Lord spoke to me, I think. Maybe. (laughs) And as I was praying, this is what the words came into my mind. Ruth was redeemed. But not pregnant. And I jumped out of prayer and I said, huh? Tell me and God talk. I said, huh? He said, Boaz redeemed Ruth. And redemption just buys you out of debt. Cancels the past indebtedness. But she had from just being redeemed... No resource to keep her back from going back into debt the next week. She has no new life in her. She's been redeemed, but not impregnated with new life. That's why Boaz not only redeems her, but marries her. Don't you get it? I'm talking about a bride tonight. Do you understand who Ruth is? She's a gentile that marries a Jewish boy. And when she marries the Jewish boy, Naomi, which is the nation of Israel, goes back and gets her inheritance. The Jews are gonna take over Palestine as soon as this gentile marriage takes place. Don't you get the story? Do you folks read anything besides comics? (laughs) Do you understand that Naomi, who's a type of Israel, has left the promised land out of covenant with God, is down in Moab, losing everything she has, lost everything. And you know, while she's in Moab pining, God is preparing a bride. While the Jewish nation is lamenting about everything they've lost, God was preparing Ruth, who was a Moabitess, who had no right under the law. That's right. She doesn't get saved under the law. She gets saved under grace. And Naomi, who's the Jewish nation, introduces the Gentile girl to her husband. And Naomi says, I'll tell you what you do, Ruthie. Boaz is down there with all the corn. You go down there, and you slip in there when he's sleeping. And you just kind of uncover his skirt and put it over you. And you lay there and see what the dude does. And when the dude wakes up, he goes, who's there? He says, it's Ruth. Cover me with your skirt. He said, oh, you're an honorable woman. Now watch what he says. Watch what the Jewish bridegroom-to-be now says to the Gentile bride-to-be. Stay with me through the dark night. And in the morning, I'll redeem thee. It may seem dark to some of you right now. It may seem like it's dark and you don't know what's going on. But I hear a voice from heaven saying, stay with me at my feet through the dark hours. And pretty soon the sun's going to rise and he's going to redeem you and marry you. I'm going to preach a few more minutes, okay? Watch this. Are you ready to read for me, Reverend Anthony? And they call Rebecca. <laughs> no, I don't want that. Uh, we ain't finished with Adam yet. Oh, we went to Adam. I know. I, I want to go back to Adam. Okay. I just want to share something. Yeah, I'm just going to share this. I'm not preaching to get another camp meeting. I don't want any. Just watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn you something here. Don't worry about these preachers. They don't know everything. Just watch me. I got the microphone. You know, it's funny. You preach a camp meeting and I say something and you look at me and then you look at them. I pass the people like that. I tell them what to do and then they look at their parents. Well, whoops. Read for me, Reverend Anthony. Jeff, where? I uh, two. Chapter 2. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone. Nope. That's where we were. And the rib. We would have went through all that. uh uh-uh. That's what I want. Verse 22. And the rib. Yep. Yeah which the Lord God had taken from man, okay. made he a woman and brought her unto Wait the man. a minute! He made a woman. Yes. And he brought her. Stop! He made a woman. Wait a minute. If this doesn't turn your motor on, you ain't got no oil. God makes the bride but the bride can't find the bridegroom by herself. So God brings the miracle bride to where the bridegroom is. Sounds like the rapture to me. We can't find Jesus. But the one that's made us the bride knows how to find Jesus. And he can bring us to the bridegroom. Hey, there's a lot more than just believing Jesus. Hi, oh, God. Are oh, you me seated? Oh, God. There's one point that I didn't make, and I want to make it there is now you're the Bible scholar there is no reference in Genesis 2 of how long it took God to make the woman perfect for the bridegroom the time factor is his alone stay away from all these cats that knows everything that's going to happen they're full of hot air they don't know beans Well, the Lord's coming out. Well, the Lord's coming out. Honey, God's working with the bride. When the bride is ready, when the bride is complete, when the bride is mature, when the bride is fully holy, when the bride has no spot and has no blemish, then the father that made the bride is going to take the bride to exactly where the bridegroom is. Okay, I'm gonna try to shut her down. Just for your acknowledging uh, uh understanding, when the scripture says, and the Lord took the rib and made a woman, the word made is a Hebrew word that is bana, b-a-n-a-a-h. It is translated everywhere but two places in the Bible, built. So the Lord took a substance from the bridegroom. And built himself a bride I remember somebody saying and I will build my church you ain't got to worry about this church falling you ain't gonna worry about the church going down man we're in the hands of the master he's building this church my friend you are safe and secure as long as you stay close to the king Can I have I, I realize I'm late. Uh, you can be seated. Can, go, wait, can I have ten minutes? 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Ten minutes. Just ten minutes. I got four hours of stuff. I'll give it to you in ten minutes. Now we're going over to, to, to uh, the story of Isaac. Okay. Isaac needs a bride. You understand? I ain't got time to hit all this now. Isaac is a type of Christ. Yeah. He's the beloved son he was named before he was born just like jesus notice he could not be born until god did something supernaturally in abraham's body and sarah's body sarah couldn't have any bambinos god touched her miracle What is that a picture of? What God did with Mary. It's impossible for a virgin to have babies unless the Holy Ghost overshadows her and she brings forth a miracle child. Just bear with me just a second. Please notice in the Bible that Sarah does not name the child. If you read your Bible, Abraham names the child. Because he was the delight of the Father. And the Father also named the boy Jesus. Well, yes, he did through the angel. Oh, well, yes, he did. Now, here's what I want to show you. The search for the bride does not take place until after chapter 22 of Genesis. There's a reason why. In 21, Isaac is born. Miracle baby. Okay. Soon as he's born, Ishmael starts acting up. And they got to, that's exactly right. They got to cast out the flesh. You don't know how nasty your flesh is until you get a new partner of the spirit in your soul and you'll find out how much trouble your old flesh will give you. Now I'm going to tell you something. You can't cast out the flesh. You cast out devils. But you got to crucify the flesh. And Ishmael has got to get cast out. Now in 22, something fantastic happens. Isaac is offered on Mount Moriah. Notice the picture. It is a picture of Calvary. Notice something else. It is also a picture of the resurrection. Because the scripture says they traveled three days before they got to Moriah. So, in the mind of the father, the son's already dead three days. They lay the wood on him, he goes up the hill. They go to do the sacrifice. Isaac becomes a double type because he's a sinner himself and needs a substitute. God's got a ram in the thicket caught by his horns, and he dies in his stead. Hebrew says that Abraham receives Isaac in a light fashion, in a shadow, in a symbolism of what he was. It's a picture of the resurrection. I've heard preachers all over the world preach this scripture and says, and he walked up on the hill, and he says, Now me and the boy and the lad go yonder the worship. And we shall return. There is no scripture in Genesis 22 that he ever came down from the mountain. Read for me, 22:16. I don't care. And she went, uh, yes, and said, "By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord? For because thou hast done this thing and has not withheld thy son, yes. thine only son. Yes. That in blessing I will bless thee. Yes. And in multiplying I will multiply thy seed. Watch this. Now watch this. This is miraculous. As the stars of the heavens. Something just got changed. The first time God talked to him in 13 of Genesis and then 16 of Genesis. He starts out with your seed shall be like the dust. Then he says, your seed shall be like the stars. It's the natural first, then the spiritual second. But once the sacrifice takes place, it's reversed. Now the church comes first, the stars first, then Israel second. Very good. Hallelujah. Very just, good. Just hold on, read just another minute. I'm sorry to keep you so long. Good. I know I'm doing good. I know that. Read. As the stars of the heaven. Go ahead. And as the sand which is upon the seashore. Yeah. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Keep going. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Here it is. Read this. Because thou hast obeyed my voice. One more verse. So Abraham returned unto his Stop. So Abraham. Alone. Exactly. Alone. These are pictures. Prophetic pictures. They go up on the mountain. Nobody is with them. Nobody saw the transaction. Symbolic of what happened to Jesus on Calvary between 12 and 3. Darkness. Nobody saw the transaction. They're alone. But the scripture says Abram comes down by himself isaac disappears from the story till chapter 24 why does that happen because after calvary jesus ascends and disappears now stay with me stay with me boy boy you see the looks that i'm getting here i know that he disappears what happens now chapter 23 what happens Sarah dies. That's Israel. Israel's put away in unbelief. And now the bridegroom and the bride come center stage. And in chapter 24, Eliezer comes on the scene. And he's being sent to look for a bride for the son. And Eliezer is a type of the Holy Spirit who's on a journey sent from the Father to find a bride for the, the son. And the scripture says he comes and he talks to Rebecca, And he gives her gifts. You know the first gift he gives her? He puts it on her ears. You know why? Because the first thing the Spirit does to any of us is deals with the ear gate. The next gift goes to her hands because the next one puts you in service. The last one is raiment. It puts righteousness on you. He says to the woman, will you go? I'm in charge of all my master stuff. And he's left everything to his son. Would you like to be married to a guy you ain't never seen? What do you think we preachers scream our guts out every week for? We're just like the Holy Ghost. We're trying to get a bride ready for the bridegroom. Will you believe in somebody that you've never seen that I tell you about? I'm going to finish right now. Thank you for listening. I've been a long time. I'm very, very sorry. Please hear me. Rebecca is totally ignorant about Isaac until the servant tells her. Just like we were totally ignorant about Jesus until the Spirit revealed Him to us. How could we ever have a haughty spirit, a proud spirit, when we were lost? Took the Spirit to show us. Okay. Oh boy, I'm I'm out of time. I'm going to hurt him right now Reverend Michael in order to be the bride the servant says you got to meet certain conditions because the servant bows down in praise and says give me favor let it be the woman that comes out and wants to give me the drink of water and feed my camels let her be the bride you see, the Pharisee spirit says, what do I got to do? The bride says, let me do There's people trying to tell us, Brother Hudspin, that we preachers ain't got no right to put conditions on selecting the bride. Oh, no. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone, and we have only been given one gospel. That's the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You must repent. You don't have a choice in it. You've got to repent, and you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you have to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and you have to live godly and holy and morally and pure and separate and righteous if you're going to be the bride okay i've kept you too long i'm very sorry it is strange to me that genesis 24 is the longest chapter in the entire book of genesis why is that because it's the picture, mirroring the picture of the father trying to get a bride for the son. And he's going through all these pictures and all these types. Eliezer is a type of the Holy Ghost, which Jesus called the Spirit of Truth. Howbeit, when He the Spirit of Truth has come, said He's with you but he shall be in you. What do you think fell on the day of Pentecost? It wasn't some tongue-talking jamboree. It shows up like that, but it was the spirit of truth. That's why any church that doesn't believe in the Holy Ghost doesn't have the spirit of truth. They may love God. They may walk in whatever light they have. But when you resist the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are resisting the comforter, the indwelling paraclete, the spirit of the living God that comes to lead you and guide you into all truth. Stand with me now. I'm sorry I've kept you so long. Good. I never did finish my, my story. He says to Rebecca, would you, like to, would you like to marry somebody you ain't never met? Here's some of his nifty stuff. And the scripture says, Jesus said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come? He will not speak of himself, but he will speak of me. What do you think the journey was on that crazy wagon as they went those X number of miles? It took about six weeks to make the trip from Haran to Hebron. Have any idea what they were talking? Eliezer's a type of the Spirit, and when the journey got weary and the road got dusty and she got tired, she keeps hearing this guy talking about, "Oh, you're gonna love him when you see him." Oh, friend, you 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 just can't imagine what's fixing to happen when you see. When you see my master's son, isn't that amazing? She, like us, believed to go with someone she'd never seen. Now finish. Reverend, are you still there, Brother Anthony? 24, 24. Verse 61, 24, Genesis. And Rebecca rose. She rose. And her damsel. Yeah. And they rode upon the camels and followed the man. Yeah. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Yeah. And Isaac came from the way of the well of Loriah. Okay. Where he dwelt in the south country. Now watch this. This is powerful. And yeah. Isaac went out to mediate in the field at the evening time. Yeah. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off of the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this? Who's this him? guy? Now, wait a minute. Get the picture, and I'm finished. Promise. Boy Scouts on it. I'm finished. What man is wait, this? Wait a minute. The bridegroom is away from his home. The bride leaves her home. For the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which alive remain shall be caught up together to meet him in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort ye one another with these words. Well, didn't do for you what it did for me. She's away from her home, he's leaving his home. They're going to meet in the middle. What man walketh in the field to meet us? Read on. We're, We're closing. And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. Still modest. Thank God she wasn't wearing a bikini. Going to have to have a big veil. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Yeah, watch this. Oh, this is a fine woman. This is your bride. She met all the conditions and she's kept. She stayed with me through the whole journey. She let me take her to the end of the journey. Here's your bride, Isaac. Last verse, let's go home. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent. Now that is mind-boggling, the accuracy of the scripture. He brought her into his mother's tent. Remember, Sarah is a type of Israel. Israel in type has been dead or put away. The church is put into her position. I can't believe anybody's got to make you worship. Anybody make you pay tithes. Anybody make you love God. When you understand how fantastic this is, that you are the bride of Christ. Are you ready to sing, Reverend? Let's go. And he took Rebecca. And she became his wife. And he loved her. And Isaac was coveted after his mother's death. God's been grieved over what Israel did. But now remember, God is the resurrection. And so in chapter 24, you have the marriage. You have the marriage of Isaac and Rebekah or Christ and the church. And chapter 25 starts a new story. And the scripture says, it begins with, And Abraham remarries a girl named Keturah. Why does the scripture say anything about Abraham? Well, see, after the marriage of the son, God turns back to the nation of Israel for the millennium. And he has an untold number of sons and daughters in 25 of Genesis. Let's praise God. If you'd like to be in the bride, come on and pray. Will you go with this man? That's a $64,000 question. Will you go with this man? You don't know where the bridegroom is. Rebecca had no idea where the bridegroom was. She had to rely on Eliezer, who was a type of the spirit, to bring her to the bridegroom. If there ever was a day you and I need to be full of the Holy Ghost, we need to be full of the Holy Ghost right now. You. I've tried to bring you understanding so you'd have a grasp of the great majesty of the mystery of the church and Christ. Don't give away your salvation. Don't let anybody snow job you. i